Welcome back, radio entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis again. I'm excited to be back in the studio with the returning veteran, Peter Meyerson, author and retired attorney. Welcome, Peter. Um, it's great to be here, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back with us. And uh, here we are with uh, another regular of our show, Mark Z of Mark Z Legal Staffing. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks, Nathan. Great to be here. Great to have the presence of Peter Meyerson here today, too. And it's great to see you, Mark, really. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, we have a strong team here. And uh, Mark, you always share some excellent uh, topics with us. What do you want to talk about today? So, Nathan, what I thought I would talk to about today with, with you and Peter are the benefits that um, the COVID protocols have helped with the disabled in terms of the employment world and in the legal world. Um, as you know, obviously the legal world is a big focus of what our business does in addition to the employment space. And um, a lot of um, organizations, companies, and even the media really does not look at, at how COVID and technology changed not only the opportunities of people that are disabled, but also access to people that are disabled. And I say that, for example, um, in terms of employment, there are a lot of people that it's very, very difficult for them to commute into Boston. And they're really either talented attorneys, managers, um, le um, executive legal assistants, and um, uh, writers, so many talented people, but they happen to be disabled. And even though our country is coming to terms with access in terms of um, ramps and, and in terms of um, other different types of ways people can have access to buildings, by organizations and companies embracing technology and the ability to work remote, you have some talented people who have been able to re-enter opportunities because they no longer have to physically be in the office. And it started in a minor way with a lot of um, attorneys and, and writers who could work and then email their stories and then have to come into the office or whatever. But in a bigger picture, um, attorneys who did corporate work, who did real estate work that didn't have to try cases, they could now work fully remote. Where people, attorneys or executives that got to a certain age in life were now physically, they're disabled in some way, now they'd still be able to do their job by not having to come in. And um, um, technology has helped them not only work from home, work efficiently, work remotely, but also enable them not to have that kind of commute. So that's, that's part one in the employment world. The other thing we're finding is um, litigators are saying, you know, it's really hurting our work, meaning trial attorneys, because we need to go back to the courtrooms. Cases are not being um, tried in court. Physically, they need to be. However, what's also happening, if you talk to litigators, a lot of the clients they represent, they're now able to have um, 
video meetings, whether it's conferences, by uh, uh, WebEx, by Zoom, by meetings, uh, they're able to do that with their clients and it's all considered part of the legal process now without having to go to court. So again, if you're disabled in some way, you can be on, you don't have to a lot of times delay your case. You can have your cases heard promptly. They can be case progression and you don't have to go through the um, difficult transportation journey a lot of times to get to court. And that's been a benefit that has um, been derived from COVID protocols and will really help going forward. Um, these attorneys, these executives, these um, managers, or even um, staff in some way, as well as um, clients of firms and, and organizations where um, you no longer have to have that commute and they can, be, um, they can be effective in terms of their jobs, have more job opportunities or be able to be properly represented. It's, it's an interesting process. I mean, you know, what, what I'm curious about is, you know, you represent a gajillion law firms. Is there any cultural pushback from some of these firms today, um, you know, wanting to have uh, in-person meetings as opposed to, you know, the Zoom WebEx kind of meeting? There's, there's always a pushback, Peter, uh, particularly on the smaller company, smaller firm side. They really wanna have people in the seats Maybe their technology wasn't as strong. Maybe they're a, um, a smaller organization, so they really need everybody together. And um, they find it more effective. Now, I can tell you, even in my company, I do think it's more effective when everybody is together because of the synergies. And it's, you can talk about all different kind of technology um, that can work but at the end of the day, there's nothing like being in person because it's a spontaneity. It's all of a sudden somebody could think of something one second and it could be the matter of, um, like in my business, could be a matter of, um, oh my goodness, um, Peter Meyerson might be right for this fit in the moment. And our business is a business of, of moments and seconds, not only of being in touch with Peter Meyerson. Maybe Peter Meyerson is pending on something, but we get him in time. Or maybe we get, a, um, um, we get an opening that is very time sensitive and it's just brainstorming. And brainstorming, we can set meetings up like in my company we have, and we've got a great team that does it, but there's nothing that comes spontaneously or people seeing something that's gonna jog your memory by seeing something or what we're working on or whatever. It's just fact. That said, we've all learned to work remotely, you know, in terms of doing that. And, and like my team is um, going forward, gonna have, is gonna have, we, we always allowed it in some ways, now on a regular basis can be work, working in, in the office and in the hybrid way. And I think that's what's happening. Now that a lot of companies and firms and organizations are really saying it's it's no longer voluntary to come in office. 
we want you in the office two or three days a week and they're setting them up. Um, a lot of the younger, um, more junior or um, junior level executives or junior level partners, they really actually wanna come back. Maybe not every day, but they wanna be around people. They wanna be able to have that synergistic um, approach. Um, at the same time, um, they don't wanna be there every day. And the smaller organizations, the smaller firms and the companies, they've had to adjust. They know now, you know, it's not their first choice, but if we wanna attract talent, if we want people to be happy and we wanna be um, progressive, we're gonna to have to make those changes. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's fascinating because it, it feels to me like it, it, it's creating a framework where people who are handicapped can more easily complain in some sense, um, you know, if, you know, there's a push for people to come back as opposed to allowing them to work remotely. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, it seems the, the remote work uh, ability is uh, having that option. It's, it's almost a form of inclusion. You know, as you said, there's, you know, many offices are building ramps, you know, elevators, et cetera, just ways for people that have disabilities to access the building. Um, <laughs> being able to work from home is, I think, another is an extension of that. You know, even if they are able to get into the building, as you mentioned, Mark, um, you know, there's the issue of uh, the, the travel, um, just the amount of time that it may take somebody with an in, uh, with a disability or, or an injury um, to to get into the office. You know, as as many people know, when when you get injured, maybe you break your leg or something like that. Obviously, there is some time that you'll need to, you know, stay, you know, not be working because you need to recover. But then there's also some time where, you know, you may have a cast. But mentally, emotionally, whatever, you're able and ready to work, but it's still difficult to get into the office. So having, having remote capability um, really allows people to, to uh, be more included. Right. I will tell you, both of you, I mean, um, Nathan remembers this. I don't know, Peter, um, we haven't seen each other for a while, but I fully tore my Achilles last summer, as Nathan knows, and I literally... Um, for about six weeks, I had to have m my foot up 90% of the time, and I couldn't move. If I had to, and, and if I had to go into the office and um, do that commute, it would have probably taken an extra hour out of my day, in addition to the commute back and forth. So potentially it could have been three hours a day. Instead, what I was fortunate to have a great spouse who teed things up, got me one of those breakfast type trays where I could have my laptop, my, my um, um, notebook and really be productive business-wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Nathan knows, when I would go and see my surgeon during times, it's like with my crutches, literally not being able to get up on the sidewalk and, and um, just in terms of elevators, in terms of different, different things, it really gets you, very in tune to what what people have to go through and realize how fortunate you are. And it's just unfortunate because you have a lot of talented people. And I think COVID with the protocols have helped. And what's gonna happen now, because I've talked to several organizations, people who have been effective during COVID and working remotely, they're grandfathering them. They're not saying you have to come in the office. And then they're saying, if you have to come in the office, then it won't be on a regular basis. 
you know, we'll make arrangements. We, we do want you to be in tune. And even the people that are handicapped that, norm, that normally would be working remotely now because for their job, they actually want to come in. They want people to see their face. They want to be able to be part of the team. So they don't want to do that every day, but so they'll do that too. So I think you're going to have a nice blend which will work going forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, we all hate to use the term during COVID, the silver lining, um, but uh, there is some silver lining here that, uh, that we've been able to find. Well, thank you, Mark. This has been another excellent Mark Z moment. Uh, if listeners or viewers want to get in touch with you, uh, find out more about Mark Z legal staffing or how you can help their firm fill any gaps they're, they're experiencing during this great resignation, et cetera. Uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, first of all, Nathan, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, people can just Google Mark Z, M-A-R-C, and the letter Z, we come right up, or markzlegal.com, M-A-R-C-Z-L-E-G-A-L.com, or 617-338-1300. Great. I want to thank you for joining the show. Of course, this was Mark Z of Mark Z Legal Staffing. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Nathan. Great to and see you, Mark. And thank you, Peter, for, for joining uh, Peter Meyerson. Uh, as we, we discussed offline or in, in a previous interview, you can find your book on Amazon. Is that correct? You can find my book. All you have to do is either, you know, do the search bar for Peter Meyerson and my, the book will come up or you can do the name of the book, which is Heroes in a Different Time. Great. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you both for, for being on Radio Entrepreneurs. We'll be back with more after this break.